Hello and welcome back to the Car Talk podcast, a show where we talk about the latest car news and the latest transportation opinion. I'm Bailey, your host, and joining me today, of course, is Matty from Matty's Cars. How you doing, Matty? Yes, good as always, ready for our monthly podcast. This is our 10th podcast as well. It is, that's literally what I was about to mention. Yes. Um, can you believe we're doing it for 10 months? It's almost becoming up to a year, which is crazy, but... Uh, we do hope you've enjoyed the podcast so far. Um, now, we've got a theme this month, Matty, haven't we? We're doing we have. Uh, the car news, of course. And then we've got a little discussion thing at the end where we're going to be talking about what classic cars we love and what we think future classic cars are going to be. Um, yes, our favourite classic cars from everything to from an E-Type Jag to probably with me, a Vauxhall Nova, um, and then yeah. our, our uh, future classic predictions as well. So stuff that you can buy now for a couple of hundred quid even that we think is going to be worth big money in years to come. So basically, Matty, what we're doing is kind of giving a bit of advice to the listeners yeah. and the viewers, uh, you know, in a bit of sort of push towards them to buy a certain car that might be worth quite a lot of money in the future yeah it's it's basically saying buy this now before someone like fucking chris evans buys 10 puts them in his <laughs> stupid white garage and no one else can find them in the country That's what exactly it's about. Hmm. but we'll get on to that later um but first as always we'll start with the car news matty do you want to start well let's do the one that has both made both of our ears prick up this week yep. and it is the new Nissan no it's the new Lamborghini <laughs> Countach uh, that is coming back it is making a, a, a what is it a revival that's it yeah uh, it's big news this month actually big um, big news lots of discussion and various people talking about it um, what are your thoughts on it Matty I don't really know Rust. I do I think the front looks just phenomenal. I think they've just yeah, got it absolutely right. Um, I mean, it is giving me sort of... I, I don't know, actually. It, it, it is a little bit like Merchilago-ish, but just the square sort of lights and the... Just the... Uh, well, the, the, the they've captured the essence of the 1970s. Yeah. Did it come out very well? Yeah, 70s, yeah. Very... Yeah. Well, actually, 80s, I'd say. Yeah, early 80s. Um but yeah, like I know what you mean. It's definitely captured that like original shape at the front, mm. which is spectacular. But the back, Matty, I'm sure you can agree with this on me, is a bit of a bit of a mismatch there. It kind of looks uh, like the Lamborghini Cyan uh, with the lights. Oh, is that how you pronounce it? Something like that. I probably. I was calling it the wrong. Lamborghini Shan last week. Cause... I know it is. That is the Shan. Never mind. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. We were we were saying that the the that the Kuntash is the best name, and they brought out the Shan. It's not too good, but basically Lamborghini must have listened to the podcast and said, "We'll yeah. get rid of the Shan." Don't know if they are, but they'll bring back the Kuntash. Yes, and I can see what they're doing with the rear lights, though. I mean, I know they the original one had those sort of square looking ones. And they had three of them. They're doing the same thing, but it's it t it looks too much like a pre previous Lamborghini, which is my problem. Mm. Is it going to be electric or is it going to have a V12? It's a naturally aspirated V12, apparently, but it has an yes. electric motor. Uh, oh, okay. You see, I don't mind that. I no, don't it's mind fine. That. Little bit of booster power. I think it's only yeah. like 34 very horsepower or something. Yeah. Um, so you get a total of about 800 horsepower. Hence the name 800-4. So it will be four-wheel drive as well. 
I don't think mm. the original was either. The original was terrible, as proved by James May on Top Gear. Yeah. I mean, technically, <laughs> it was terrible, you know, but... It wasn't very fast, but, no. you know, you buy it because it's a Lamborghini. It's and the it, same thing it, 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 it broke down more times than, was it uh, Sienna Miller? <laughs> yeah. I think it was. Do you yeah. want to know how much it costs, Matty? How much the new one costs? Yes. Yeah, go on. Have a guess, roughly. Oh, guess, Okay. Think of a reasonable price that you would probably price it as, and I'll tell you the wrong answer. Okay, so three hundred and fifty thousand is it? No, it's one point seven million before taxes. Oh my god! <laughs> Which is more than the original. <laughs> Do you know what? I was about to say who's going to buy that, but if I had that sort of money, I would. Yes, I would buy that definitely. So that is the big news of this month. Uh, that is the big news. You might as well just switch off now. Um, basically, yes. But it's not yet because I've no. got some interesting news about Go E10 fuel, Matty. Um, <sighs> Scary stuff. It is, yes, actually. And I, I, I know you mentioned last month that uh, you know you tested it on your car and your car was eligible, which is lucky for you. Well, Mine one is of my cars is, yeah. One of them, yes, not yeah. the Peugeot. No. Um, however, I tested my Mazda and, of course, it isn't. Um, but I found a solution for this. Uh, so I read somewhere online, something somewhere called AutoCar. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. Uh, no, oh, I haven't either. No. Um, <laughs> um, and I found out that there is two ways of getting around this if you have a classic car. Um, you can either replace all the components to do with the, like, what the new petrol kind of dissolves and stuff. Yeah, which get includes, it converted, yeah. Yeah, like rubber parts, gaskets, seals, yeah. etc. Yeah. Or you could use the higher octane fuel because apparently they're keeping that uh, E5 for another five years. Are they? Um, yes, that's because I read a quote and it says E5 will still be available in five years' time, but only as a protection protection grade in super. It will be reviewed in five years' oh, time. Brilliant. Well, that's so that's, just, that's very interesting. That, that's that sorted. Yeah. Um, I mean, I have read that if you you know say if you you took your non-compliant car and put E10 in it, if you just done that once for the first time, you know, it would have no difference at all. But, I well, mean... But, it's funny uh, you should say this, Matty, actually. Okay. Um, uh, say if you accidentally put E10 in your yeah, classic car, yeah. there's you don't have to worry about it because if you put E5 in afterwards, it dilutes it. So it basically doesn't make a difference. So right. it won't actually damage it. So, you know, even if you put it in once... You mm. still don't have to worry about actually think think physically putting it in because you just put it with put some E five mix it in okay. and it'd be fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is um, people are people are saying, aren't they? Like, oh, you know, we could just erode all all, all the rubber and stuff, and um, mm. you know, you'll just have to. But people are saying, just you'll just have to put E ten in your non compliant car and keep an eye on the rubber seals. And like, I haven't paid. A huge sum of four hundred and fifty pounds for a yeah. Peugeot two hundred five to put the wrong fuel in, and then just keep an eye on me rubbers. Should they just, you know, break? I mean, I have trouble enough keeping the bloody radiator working. You know, it's mm. it's, it's a yeah, but, it's a difficult one. I mean, I think the reason they've done this obviously is money, and because uh, they don't like cars, the government. Um, it's it's literally to just get people with old cars off the road, and it's um, yeah, but it's not right. It's not. Right. It's a shame because they're they're the best cars, as we'll discuss later. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. This all ties in perfectly with uh, with the podcast. 
Um, it's a very classic episode, this one. Um, but it's, it's about to get more modern, unfortunately, Matty, because I want to talk about the new Honda NSX Type okay. S. Yes. Um, now, this is the previous Honda NSX, you know, the one they recently released before the one back in the 90s and early 2000s. It's yeah. the same car, but it's had a facelift, so it's got a more of aggressive like front lights and front bumper. Um, and I think it looks fantastic. I want one quite badly, actually. <laughs> um, it has a, has a V6 hybrid, um, and it's basically the same engine as before, but it's been boosted to 600 horsepower, which in that little thing is absurd. But, uh, you know, um, I think it looks great. It's in like a nice matte black colour, sorry, matte grey colour in some of the images. Um, so this is the Swan Song edition, no? No, <laughs> it's this the is new... New Honda NSX Type S. No, yeah. not that. Yes. That's, that's the one, yeah, Type S. But won't be that, available to UK buyers. Of course it won't be because it's no. not... No. It's, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm looking at it now, Matt, Matt, Matt Gray. Um, yeah. It looks it really seems, good, actually. It seems to have melted the racetrack that it's driving on. I know, that's how quick it is in the yeah, V6. It's blisteringly quick. Um, yeah, nice. And that's, nice. And what's great is that is, is, is James May drove that on the Grand Tour and he said it's a brilliant car to drive. And, you know, it feels like it's actually, you know, as good as some of the hyper cars that you would pay, you know, another like 10 times more money for, which is quite incredible. Uh, so that's one of the reasons why I like them quite a lot. Um, but have you got uh, any more news? Yes, plenty, plenty more news for now. We're sticking with um, Japan. Uh, yeah. The new Nissan Z revealed with retro design and 400 brake horsepower V6. Oh, yes. Sounds very appealing. Doesn't look very appealing to me. See, I um, quite like the looks, actually, Matty. At the front, it looks quite good. Uh, I know I there's a lot of controversy on this. Um so I don't know, but I well, yeah. I, I need I, to see I, it in the flesh really before I mm. make a decision whether I like it or not. That's the thing. Mm. I think with this, it's more of a me problem than anybody else. I mean, I do you know what? Something I would argue with is that it's got like a grill, like an extractor fan that'd be at the back of a supermarket, you know, to let all the <laughs> air. Out. That looks shit. Um, I just the 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 back not too bad, but just the whole front of the car doesn't look good enough for me um, see I'm the opposite I'm, I don't like the back alright oh, okay but I don't know it's I mean I've always had a problem with these Nissan sports cars just simply because it just says Nissan on them and I think well, I know what you mean I mean like having got my MX-5 I've been more into the JDN scene uh, mm. recently and I've actually been looking at Skylines to buy as my next car um, <laughs> I really like them I don't know why it, what it's about them it's just you know they're really mm. iconic well yeah yeah. but a Skyline's cheaper than something or would be cheaper than something like a 350Z wouldn't it yeah or well, a, no, um, actually no it's not because I looked it? so basically this is, this is quite relevant to the this month's theme actually because yeah. you know we're talking about classic cars being future classics yeah, Skyline it's, all the way yeah. it's technically a, it's technically a modern classic because it's still you know not old enough to be a classic classic but it's mm. still you know 20 odd years um and i've i looked in r34 skylines you know the 90 99 98 ones yeah they were brand new they were about 20 to 30 grand guess how much they are now matty 25 nope they're 215 thousand pounds oh my 
God. Yep. I'm not kidding. They are in the 200,000 margin. Uh, um, so, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that would be that. a good good time to mention, just in case anyone's noticed. I'm, I'm in someone else's house. <laughs> uh, I'm not in the usual setting. And um, Bailey's got um, a new pair of headphones. I have indeed. Yeah. Studio headphones. Uh, mm. They're good. So we're, you know, we're changing things up for uh, episode 10. Yes, uh, it, it, it's all it's all changed. Um, now, to share your headphones with Bailey, um, would you like to, uh, you know, to share with someone or something, would you like to save £1,000 on a partner? What do you mean? Like, uh... <laughs> well, I don't understand what you mean well, by that. Would you like to save a grant? If someone said to you, you know, you can have a partner... For yeah. £1,000 less than the price that I'm asking for, what would you say? What, a partner as in like a girlfriend or...? No, because <laughs> Peugeot has cut the partner and expert van prices by £1,000. Right. Yes. That type of partner, okay. Uh, yeah. What was the question again? <laughs> well, it was just it was just really a link for the this week's I'm Not Interested headline. Oh, right. I'm not interested then. Mm. You know, if it's Vauxhall News or Peugeot News, that is the yes. segment. I mean, 10 podcasts in. How many podcasts have we done that I'm not interested one? Most of them. You always trip up, Bailey, when I'm trying to do the thing. <laughs> I, was, I was genuinely thought well, you actually asked me that question, but I didn't think it was the not interested segment. But anyway, that was the not interested segment. <laughs> It, it, um, it certainly was something I'm interested in. If we can uh, just jump to this very quickly, because um, I don't know if this will tie in much actually with our theme. But um, Subaru, Subaru will invest more in EV research and development to try and catch up. Now I'm assuming this this very vague sort of use of the phrase "catch up" means catch up in sales, catch up yeah. in you know appeal. Uh, because Everything, Subaru, basically. yeah, I mean they they they're good at rally cars, but they've never really been good at sort of mainstream stuff. Um, mm. Farmers I mean, cars, they do, you know. But I like the Impressors and stuff. But I well, mean, it's not like yeah. a, a common choice of buying, is it? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, my my question is because look at Mitsubishi, they like made electric cars and stuff, and they were like very good at it, and they've. Uh, pulled out of the UK now. Do we think Subaru are going to survive? It'd be mm. sad to see them go. It would, yeah. I mean, we kind of mentioned this when we thought, like, we did the podcast with, um, uh, what was it, Daniel, talking about what cars we think we'd be, like, might be deceased and things yeah. in the future. We did, did mention we say, Subaru. Did we, I yeah. think we did, yeah. Mm. Um, so I reckon they might be, which would be a shame, Uh because they make some cool cars, like the Impressors, like I said, and the Impressors, um, and that's it. <laughs> well, yeah, but, it's uh, it's strange how uh, for for years people have been saying, well, if you bring in a a ban for electric car for petrol and diesel cars by a certain year, you know, all the companies will need to um, you know catch up and make a car cars in time and all that. And mm. Subaru have waited till like. 18 months after we've had the sort of deadline put in front of us and gone, oh, hang on, we best do something here. A bit of a R&D. Go on, guys, do some market research into EVs, yeah. see what they're all about. It's like they've been asleep. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's funny you mentioned this as well because I read a segment earlier when I was doing my research for the podcast yeah. today um, that apparently Mercedes are sort of coming out of um, Formula E because they want to focus on making EV like road cars. So that's their that's their main focus at the moment. Mm-hmm. And I just think, how boring are you? <laughs> I mean, e, Formula E is boring already. Formula One is boring most of the time. But it's like, you know, they, they come out of that because they want to focus on a new GLE that's electric. So I don't care. <laughs> um, oh, God. It's kind of relatable to the Subaru situation. Well, yeah, it's like, it's like do we think like the X5 and the X3 and all that from BMW, are they going to exist for much longer? Is it all about the, what is that ugly car called the XRZ or something? You know, the way they, they you know, you know what I mean, don't you? It's, it's basically it, an electric. The IX something. IX, that's it, yeah. So do you yeah, think the IXs are going to... I know, think that will take over from the X5s and stuff because that's yeah. kind of a bit of a mix of them, isn't it, really? Yeah, it's, it's scary stuff, isn't it? It is indeed. Um, and I've got something a bit more light-hearted now uh, Good. in terms of news. Um, well, I'd say light-hearted, it's a bit, it's a bit sort of random. Um, Matty, would you like to know the top 10 cheapest cars to insure in the UK at the moment? Yeah, might come yeah. in handy. Mm. Well, it might come in handy for some of the listeners as well. Um, so the top ten cars are Skoda Fabia, Volkswagen Polo. Is this ten, is that ten, ten or ten? Are you going ten to one or one to ten? I don't know. Just ten oh. of them. So okay, so in no particular order. <laughs> Basically, they're either either one to ten or ten to one. Yeah. So one of those. Um, so the Skoda Fa- Skoda Fabia, Volkswagen Polo, Volkswagen mm. Up. Kia yeah. Picanto, Renault mm. Clio, Seat Ibiza, Ford Fiesta, Kia Rio, uh, Hyundai i10, Fit Panda, Mild Hybrid. Now, Matty, do you want to know why these are the cheapest cars to insure? They don't have engines in them? Pretty much. They're all mainly 1 litres or 1.1s. Yeah. Literally all of the cars there that I mentioned are 1.1s or 1 litres. Yeah. Um, and also they're all hatchbacks. So I just thought it was an interesting concept because... Uh, you know, just I, shows England, doesn't it? Really? Yeah, I don't. I don't want any of them cars particularly. I, I mean, I'd rather have an old Panda. Um, I mean, if I had to choose, I'd probably have a, a Volkswagen up because they're square. But, That's the wrong um, answer. You'd have an Ibiza because I had one. No. <laughs> only only uh, dicks drive them sort of cars. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah yeah. Anyway, uh, moving on. Um, <laughs> before. Well, actually, I'm going to say before Bailey punches me, he's, he's down south. I'm up north, so there's no well, way. I'll be coming up, I'm coming up north soon, Matty. I'm going to Scotland, remember? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, you know, I won't be there. I'll, I'll be going down south as you come up north. Like, oh, see you later. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've got a, a theory this week. Um, last week, or last month on the podcast, um, you may have been listening to my business pitch uh, uh-huh. about, you know, dating and not paying a subscription for tinder but you can watch that on the previous podcast this week i have a very hard hitting theory Mm. uh which is quite 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 concerning really um you know the way in like mercs and all manner of other cars now you have uh autonomous emergency braking yeah. Um, I've, I've actually experienced it before not where i was gonna crash but where the car thought I was basically driving a Merc and um, I went to overtake a bus that was at the bus stop. Um, and because I didn't take the sort of, I didn't turn the wheel 
straight away I turned it sort of when I was basically a little bit close to the bus just fucking checked my mirrors and went across the car actually started beeping and would have yeah. braked if I'd have carried on because I thought it was going to hit the bus but was just taking over anyway technology taking over but the point is <laughs> that you can get cars which will break for you automatically which avoids you getting into a crash in the first place mm. very very common now but um, it's actually on the new Nissan Qashqai don't right. not not you know really don't know what to think of the Qashqai. I don't have an opinion on it. Um, but my only concern is that the Nissan Qashqai, the previous generation, the one before that, they've all been top selling cars in the UK. So if the same amount of people buy this brand new one with the autonomous emergency braking, and the there isn't going to be a single Qashqai that is going to be written off ever, mm. is there? True. So it's literally going to be a zombie apocalypse of Nissan Qashqai's. <laughs> and viewers and listeners, right, if you're thinking of buying a brand new Nissan Qashqai and storing it in a garage, thinking it'll be a classic car one day, don't bother because they're all going to exist forever. <laughs> that is my That's theory. And it's, I think it's true. It if it's going to be a, uh, a future classic, but it's not. Mm. I think it's scary. That we're just they're just gonna be here forever. It's like plastic bags. We're just yeah. the year is gonna be two thousand one hundred and the, there's gonna be cash guys of this generation just everywhere because we just can't destroy them. <laughs> so now we come to the theme of this month's podcast, and it is classic cars so in this first section we'll be discussing our favorite current classic cars you know all the ones that are featured in all the top tens on the magazines we'll be picking out our favorites uh we'll then go on to our favorite modern classic cars uh so stuff that you can just about buy for affordable money but it's a modern classic uh that doesn't need too much maintenance and looking after and all things like that and then finally we'll be giving our predictions on some Future classics that aren't yet classics, but will be, you guessed it, classics. <laughs> That's right. That's in, that is that, exactly That was what slick. That yes. was slick, Matty. I'm yes. glad. So do you want to go first, Bailey, your first favourite classic car? Well, I mean, as, as a car guy, and I'm sure a lot of car guys can agree with me, there's many, many classic cars that uh, mm -hmm. take my fancy. And I don't just have one favourite, so it's quite difficult for me to choose. But I can name a few that I really, you know, I absolutely adore. Yeah. Um, and there's a bit of a variety here. So I'm, I'm really into, like, classic American muscles. Um, so I like, you know, the Ford Mustang, Fastback, the uh, Charger, the Chevrolet Chevelle uh, SS, um, the Camaros and stuff like that. Um, you know, and, and I also like the supercars, like the F40, the F50, uh, you know, the 250 California, for example. Um mm lot of that db5 uh so i say that's a lot of my sort of main classics I'm, I'm probably missing many but uh that's a good place to go off i guess <laughs> mm. well do you want to talk anymore or do you want me to tell you mine i mean that's up to you matty i mean i Could i've talk. got I've got like those cars and obviously you're going to have the complete opposite, I'd imagine. Well, yes. Do you want me to tell you my first initial one that come into my head? Yes. Citroen DS. Um, oh. 
it looks cool, looks like an insect. Um, <laughs> and that's all I know about it. I just, when it comes to, especially, well, no, when it comes to all classic cars, if I like the look of them, I'm just like a kid in a sweet shop, you know, just picking up the licorice, not knowing <laughs> that it tastes like shit, but it looks cool, so I like it. So the Citroen DS, I know it was a very ahead of its time car. I know that much. I know about the suspension, obviously, because it's a Citroen. Mm. Um, but then on the other side of the um, spectrum for my favorite classic car that already is, you know, a verified classic car, I would love a old Lancia Stratos in oh, yellow. Yes. It has to be yellow for some reason with the yellow wheels. Yeah. Oh, it's you know not yellow. I it's actually, like tinged brown in it. Yeah. yeah, I know what you mean. I, that's that's another car that I'd have as well. See, this is mm-hmm. the thing, Matt. I, I love classic cars. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like even the Lancia Fulvia, they're, they're wicked. Um, what else? Oh, Delta. So many. Delta, yeah. Delta Integrale, yeah. Um, uh, there's, so, there's actually so many that it's wiped from my mind now. <laughs> well, that, that, um, that, that's it. It always happens, doesn't it? Where you where you come in, but I always I, I, I don't know I, when I've been thinking about this. I've been going by brand and what I'd have. So I'd love yeah. an old Rover. Just I know I know they were badly made and things like that. And but they're just I'd love an old Rover with a with a nice big engine and uh, yes. like an S- SD1 or something or a, or even a maestro you know they're fetching good money now um, but yeah I'll tell you what I want like I've seen one recently actually I, I've looked at it I was like I'd actually really love to have that um, it would be the little mini Cooper you know the old classic ones well yeah um, and I just think they're wicked they're just so little they're so diddy and just tiny I'll just have it in my living room or something you know mm. and look at it uh, um, well that, that's it I've always sort of written off the mini because you know it's a it's the one that you see you know sort of uh, print print pictures of for your wall in people's bedrooms when you're a kid and you know you they're just sort of so mm. the the default classic car aren't they and you know, they're what everyone knows and I've yeah. always I've always gone down the route of, well, you know, but there is a reason why minis are so popular and they're crazy expensive now considering you could buy one for 400 quid. Uh, what are they now, like 10 grand to 30 yeah, grand or something? Yeah, so, I mean, there's loads of different types, but yeah, that's the sort of money that they're fetching. But there is a reason why uh, they're so popular and it is... Because they're so good. I mean, I don't think I'd fit in one, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I definitely would. I definitely would be able to. But uh, um, and we, I've got to mention the Lamborghinis, like the classic Lambos. You know, the Mira, the yeah. uh, the Jalpa. That was the V8 one. That was that was yeah. really cool. That's kind of almost forgotten about. Almost, uh, of course, the Countach, which you've mentioned. Yeah. Um, what else? You know, the Diablo. God, there's so yeah, many. Yeah, oh, just what brilliant names for Lamborghinis that you know we mentioned this yeah. last week, but. Just the best names, isn't it? Diablo. Yeah. You, you want a car that's called Diablo. Mm. That's just it's just awesome, you isn't definitely it? Definitely do. <laughs> I mean, saying that though, I want a car that's called Nova. I mean, <laughs> Vauxhall Nova. I've got on my list here. Yes, just brilliant cars. SRI. You know, actually, I tell you, I tell you what, Matty, I do look, really like the retro hatchbacks as well. You know, I'd get. Yeah. I would actually have a two hundred five GTI. I'd actually have one of those. Mm. Um. I'd also love to have a Golf GTI, the original. Um, you know, I do like those little quirky hatchbacks. Yeah. Well, the, the, gra- the, the grass is always greener, isn't it? Because, 
Like, so I always think, well, these people who had these Novas 205s, imagine if they'd have kept them and thought, these are, this will be worth a few bob in a few years mm. and all that sort of thing. But I don't know. Firstly, I've, I've now bought a 90s hatchback, uh, which I'm struggling yeah. to maintain. It's literally been not moved for months. So there's that <laughs> aspect of it. But also, if I own a car now, a Saxo, which... They're getting quite thin on the ground, so I don't know, maybe in, say, 10 years or something, they might be worth something. But just think about how many mile, how many miles and how many more stone chips me Saxo is going to have in 10 years, you know. Yeah. I'd have probably scrapped it well before then. I mean, not that I'm going to scrap it, but the time might come, you know. Um, yeah. So it's a difficult one. Mm. It really is. I mean, it's like, I, mean, I don't know if my MX-5 fits into the modern classic or actual classic, but, you know, I, I have a feeling they're going, I mean, they, I've seen it already in my, in my own eyes, they're going up in value. Like someone, for example, was selling one on Facebook, one of the group chats that I'm in, and it was like, it was a pretty mint one. It only done like 37,000 miles mm. and they put it up for like 10 grand. And, you know, you could buy, I mean, obviously when they were new, you were, they were yeah, like 18, yeah. but it will get to that point where it will actually go past that. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It look it 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 100 will because even something like a Austin Montego, which is a yes, you know, crummy old saloon that they didn't work <laughs> when they were new and they cost less than 10 grand. There's them up for 10, 12 grand now. I see yeah, one the other day. Uh, so with something as desirable as a Mazda MX-5, a Unos as well. Mm, you'd probably get more for it now if you put it up for sale than what you bought it for the way yeah. used car prices are going I mean I, I could probably put it like I read something in the in the group uh, thing as well and it was like oh, what what's this car worth someone put a picture of their car and said I'm looking to sell it and what's it worth mm. and then they were like uh, actual retail price a thousand pounds but today's market i'd say five thousand pounds yeah yeah <laughs> just yeah. because no, of you know I, how many stupid people are out there as well it's that's also it's, a factor it's honestly true like i read like an article that even even though like say like used cars like four four-year-old cars uh, have gone up in price even like down to the banger on your driveway it said has mm. gone up in price so just everywhere uh, everywhere there's Used car market's absolutely mad at the moment. Now, talking about classic cars as well, I've got, um, you know, the old classic Porsches, like the 911s? Yeah, not a, not a fan, but go on. Not a fan either, but they have, I don't know if you've noticed recently, they've made a new company called Singer and they like renovate old classic uh, 911s. Yeah. But they, they basically, they keep the shell but they make it out of carbon fiber so it's so much more lighter yeah. and interior it's got like you know really expensive leather it's got you know it's got all the analog stuff but it's all like modernized mm. and i think they look brilliant um they got the roll cages in it and apparently they're just they're so fast but they they are like you know half a million quid because <laughs> um, they're custom made so it's you know it's it's that aspect of it but it's also you know it's almost like I can see that almost being a classic in itself because yeah. they're a classic of a classic, but it's like a reimagined classic. Mm. A new and classic. Yeah. Yes. Um, should we move on to some... Um, have we have we done modern classics? What would you define modern classic as? Because I mean, like, you know, my MX-5, does that fit into a modern classic or does it, is that a classic? I uh, think a modern classic... 
I don't think it's necessarily based on age. I think it's based on how easy it is to maintain. So something like a Mazda MX-5, I yeah. think that because of how... Well, I think because of how reliable they are and what sort of engine they are, you know, it, it would mm. be defined as a modern classic. But um, something, and I can't think to be honest with you, but something maybe the same age as a Mazda MX-5 that was a little bit more, or by now would be a little bit uh, sort of problematic, I think you'd just put into the classic category. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. I'm, well, I, I suppose have... it's a good time to mention the like Skylines again. I mean, they have gone up loads in value mm. because they're so desirable, but they're still, you know, easy to maintain. They're still... Uh, like I'd say fairly modernish. They're not classics really. Mm. Um especially the R thirty two one, the, the very first uh, early nineties Skyline. Mm. You know, they're still you can you buy one for about sixty grand, that's dollars. Mm. Um but they they're not like ex- overly expensive and they to be fair, when they were new they were about thirty, so mm. I mean, they have I've- gone up, but it's not I think a, a a good one is uh, just which you'll smoothly move in into this, you know, from a Skyline to <coughs> Citroen Saxo VTS, <laughs> VTR. I knew, I knew you were going to mention that. Huge modern classics. You might as well just buy one of them, viewers and listeners. Yeah. Because uh, it's a weird one, this, right? Because I'm still in, I'm in the Sit Saxo owners groups and that. Um, you get sort of a split down the middle here where half of the people who've got like VTRs and VTSs to sell are very much in the mindset that these are now worth a lot of money and have mm. jumped up in value, which they have, but yeah. just it doesn't happen overnight and not all of them are worth, you know, eight grand, nine grand sort of thing. And then you have the other people who'd be on like selling a VTR uh, that's done, say, like 90,000 miles for like a mm. thousand pounds. So you can either buy like a proper, get a proper steal or like you can pay the money for it so it's quite yeah. of a sort of scales territory here it's going like that side to side um but yeah you can still get good ones another modern classic as well that i thought of just now actually um was you know the old 2005 Ford gt and i, yes. I realized how much i actually love them because they're just they're just so they just look amazing mm-hmm. um I mean, they are, they are, they were expensive when they were new, and they still are even mm. more expensive. But mm. I think you know that will keep climbing, um, mm. and you know they're still quite fair. They're fairly modern. You know, it is twenty mm. what six years old? Sorry, fifteen, sixteen years old. Mm. Um, Same with the Audi R eight. That old, yeah, the original, yeah, the V mm. the V V eight one and the yeah. manual gearbox. Yeah, that's yeah. wicked. I want one of those actually. Mm. Um, I think that would be a good time actually as well to ask a question that I wanted to uh, to put in, which is what actually makes a classic car a classic car? Mm. Because... That's a good question. That's a really good question, actually. Coming back to, say, so say like the generation sort of below us yeah. um, who, you know, like all, all went to school in like a Nissan Qashqai in 30 years' time, will they be reminiscing about the Nishan Qashqai and saying that's, you know, I'd love to have one of them and sort of try and... No. <laughs> well, Simple answer is no. Well, they um, might be just for sentimental and nostalgic reasons, the same way 
people now are saying, oh, uh, I went to school in, you know, an old, I don't know, Rover 800 or, well, not a Rover 800, but like a Rover 75 or something. Or, yeah, yeah. Or like a Toyota Carina and people, you know, Toyota Carinas would never, ever have been predicted to be a classic car, but now mm. they're sort of gaining a well, bit of... So what actually, a, yeah. Well, make, what makes a classic car? I mean, we're kind of moving into the what is the future predictions as well, yeah, I guess. What is the meaning of life? But, uh, <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. This is the podcast for it. Um, but what makes a classic? I mean, in my opinion, it's a number of things, as always. But, uh, mm. you know, it's it's got to be the good looks. The uh, I'd say I'd say actually well, rel- more relevant to the 80s and 90s, but almost like racing history. Mm-hmm. Because if you think about it, the, you know, racing kind of helps sell the the road going version of it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, good looks, obviously. I mentioned that the engine uh, and just the general like nostalgia, like the driving the and the stuff. Yeah. yeah, the character from it. Yeah. Um, and a lot, and to be fair, a lot of that is missing nowadays in a lot of cars, and which is why I think there's going to be less future cla- like classics at the well cars at the moment that will be future classics because of the lack 100%, of character 100% I mean something like the Ford Fiesta they're always actually going to be sort of classics because yeah. they just sort of especially want, the ST yeah yeah so they just sort of just get thrown away so quickly that they become so little of them left but because they were such a popular car people regard them as a classic car when you can't get one anymore but yeah every car that's sort of been on sale for the last sort of five six seven years i just don't see being a future classic the newest modern class uh, sorry future classic car that i've got is well actually i've got a newer one but i'll tell you that later the mark one ford focus yes yeah I'd, that's a good point yeah that's that is going to be a classic in the future and the best thing is viewers and listeners you can just still get one now and just not even hide it away just look after it I guess yeah Um, which I'm trying to do my saxo as best I can Um, another modern classic as well obviously I'm jumping right up to the uh, supercars again yes as I naturally do your Um, speciality it is indeed the very first SLS Mercedes yeah, because they've stopped making them mm, is they're just so much money now that they've actually gone up even now and they're only yeah. what like 10 years old so and they're all I electric the new ones as well aren't they so yeah as well yeah you know, the, that's the way legendary cars like the SLS I mean even I a non sort of supercar person knows exactly what an SLS is and how yeah. important they were I love them I love them so much yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, Josh and I were having a conversation about, uh, Josh from the Grand Teen. Um, He was saying, you know, obviously his his Alfa Romeo and Mito, they don't make them anymore. Mm -hmm. They've stopped the production of them. And he he reckons that it will be a future classic as well. And I actually agree with him because you just, if you look at it, it's a very unique looking car. You don't see that many of them anyway at the moment. And, you know, they're, they're really good cars. Uh, So I reckon that will be a future classic. Yeah, anything with any sort of a an, an identity, really. Um, mm. You know, what 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 can you compare that to? Something like uh, a Toyota Igo or something like that. They're just not exactly, the yeah. same. They're just not, no, they're the, not same. the same at all. Um, so I do agree with that. My mate's got an Alfa Romeo Mito as well, and I do. 
I'm not the biggest fan of the Mito, to be fair. Um, I, don't, I don't particularly love the back. The front's nice. Of it. Yeah, I just think they're a little bit sort for an alpha because I think they're based on like a 500 or something. So I yeah. just think for an alpha, they're just a little bit sort of um, tall and not not alphas are traditionally very squat to the ground. And I just think mm. it's um, to me, it does look like um, something, whatever it's based on a 500 or whatever, dressed in well, a I nice think it's a panda because they've got a panda engine. dress. Yeah, alpha, uh, panda. But um yeah, I do, I do agree. I think the the something like an Alfa Romeo Mito would be a future yeah. classic. Um, I've got a controversial one here. Go on. Um, something that I think was so radical. I mean, I hate it, but I think that this was such a radical design uh, that a Mark One Nissan Duke will mm. be a future classic just because it was so shit. Yeah, I can see. So, that. I can see what you mean, mm, uh, especially the yeah. Nismo versions as well. Yeah, uh, I mean, I don't like them. No, I mean, it I does don't. obviously, but oh god, it just I see what you mean. Though, like just because of the just because of the hatred it got, it would have like a meaning in the future. Mm, it would be a future <laughs> meme as well. Yeah, you know, it's a current meme in the car world at least, but it will be a sort of. You know, the way now, like, so there'll be like a version of Top Gear where they drop pianos on Nissan Dukes to annoy the <laughs> Nissan Duke Owners Club. That sort of thing. I think it's going to have that sort of vibe. Yeah. I really do. It'll be remembered as, I guess, another way of saying it. Not in a good way, but... No, no, not for the right no, reasons. Yeah. No. Yeah. Another future classic that I think would be a future classic um, is the... Well, a lot of the sort of like first sort of hybrid supercars so like you know the p1 the la ferrari mm. Mm. um the uh 9, 918 spider yeah porsche um those three especially because i mean simply because of their sort of trio with you know jeremy richard and james yeah that's one of the big another reason why you know they might become more classic than they might not you know might have been if they weren't with them mm-hmm. um and simply because they're like a they're like the the next step for the supercar so they're almost that sort of in between very, very important cars yeah. very important yeah um, um. <clears throat> yeah i think anything that's sort of like experimental where they we'd look back at it and go well they didn't get that quite right but it led to this car that we have now yeah. you know that's what i mean about i guess like like the nissan duke and the ford focus yeah, and yeah. that they're just uh, if they're pioneering cars then I think they're definitely safe for being a future classic. Mm, yeah, yeah, I agree. So, yeah, on that note, that is, well, our future car, classic car predictions and classic car conversation uh, amongst with the sort of car news that's related to it as well. Mm. Um, so that's pretty much it for this podcast. We do hope you enjoyed listening what, and what, watching. What, what do you think of your about our choices? Do you have your yes. own? Let us know. Viewer interaction, um, yes, and if you're please. a woman, phone us up because we'd like to get you on. Still, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, getting a bit desperate now. Yeah, we still haven't got Linda Jackson on, have we? So. Linda Jackson. Is Rebecca, that, is that Re- who it was? Re- Rebecca Jackson Rebecca. from Carwell. Car Linda's Bayer. a sister, so never mind. Uh, oh yeah, okay. Let you off. Yeah. So um, anyway, let's make sure sh- make sure you should subscribe to us on the Grand Teen and follow us. On Instagram and Twitter, obviously the same, Grand Teen. Matty, do you want to plug your social media and YouTube? 
Yes, uh, as as usual, if you'd like to find more of me, uh, it's <laughs> Matty's Cars on YouTube. Uh, and if you want to find even more of me, then it's... Uh, OnlyFans. It? It's OnlyFans, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's Matty's, y, Matty's Cars YT on uh, Instagram, I think it is. Uh, and if you want to find even more of me, then you'll have to dig a little bit deeper to see if you can find me personal gram to see uh, pictures of me on nights out and things like that. Which uh, you follow yeah. on your YT account, so it shouldn't be too difficult. Don't, don't <laughs> tell them that. I want it to be a mystery. Um, but yeah, follow follow me there. Follow Bailey there. Um, on your uh, podcast number 11 next month, Bailey. It is indeed. Yeah. One more closer to a year anniversary. Um, not that there's anything to celebrate. I mean, it's been it's been great. Obviously, having everyone on listening, yeah. celebrate a male-only podcast for a whole year. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, our viewership has gone up a little bit um, every time, so that's good. Um, but let us know what you want to want us to do for uh, the twelfth one. Do you want it to be a special episode, or do you just want to be chilled and you know just have me and Matty talk about a load of shit again? Uh, so let us know on the comments as usual and let us know about your classic car mm. and what are, what your this, thoughts are. This podcast ours. is a future classic. This is, yeah, that is very true. This is a future classic podcast. So we'll see you in 2050. Yeah. Uh, thanks very much for listening uh, and see you next time. Bye.